What galaxy are you from? And welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 87, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Dear son slash daughter. Quack, <laughs> quack. It's good to be back on the show. Yeah, my parents went to Florida, too. <laughs> Maybe they want to get some juice or something. <laughs> oh, man, this episode's going to be packed with quotes. I don't like juice. I don't digest pulp well. It makes oh, me dude. bloaty. That's a good Carl Weezer, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, today we're covering one of the my favorite movies of all time. Really, a true staple of our childhood. And and when I say staple, I do mean a staple of our childhood. Mostly mine because this is definitely my target demographic. I would say so, but. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later, but I, I ended up really liking this movie, too, even though I was, like, yeah. five years older. I mean, it was 2001, so yeah. you were still in the age range for to be a boy genius. I don't know. So, yeah, sure. uh, today we are covering the 2001 animated feature film, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Uh, roll the theme music. If you look to the stars and you, you buy candy bars and look for, with a knack, of uh invention a super power mind mechanical canine with a s- sure sense of destruction this is the wow. theme song of jimmy neutron i think that's all the words it might not be the correct way of saying that but <laughs> it's close <laughs> we'll talk to bowling yeah. for soup later and ask him about it i didn't realize it was bowling for soup that did that song because I'm used to the like the TV show theme song being different. Yeah. And uh, it was a nice surprise seeing them, listening to them do that. Bowling for Soup has, has done a lot of stuff for like TV and movies and that sort of thing. So they mm-hmm. have one, an album called Bowling for Soup Goes to the Movies. And I remember this song being on there. And I was confused because I didn't actually remember it from being on the movie like as a kid. Yeah. And I couldn't I didn't know if it was from like the TV show or for what, but rewatching it, I'm like, okay, that I never bothered to like go back and rewatch the movie back when I first heard it, so <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. How how long do you think this has been for you? Oh, I don't know. Probably like a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't no. seen this since Oakdale, I would say. Oh really? So no, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before then. I, you think I keep you've this seen one this in the rounds. In the last 10 years, you've seen this? Yeah, yeah, I have. I don't think I have. Well, Jeremy, do you remember the first time you saw this or like how you even heard about this movie? I'm, I'm asking because typically with like movies that are based on TV shows, well, that's, that's the whole thing. They're based on TV shows. But in this case, the movie came first. Yeah. And then they created the TV show, which I thought was an interesting, I don't know, something different than how it's typically done. Mm-hmm. So I didn't uh, know, like, so typically, you know, you'd see the, the TV show, you'd, you know, watch a bunch of episodes, and then you find out they're making a movie, and you're like, oh, I want to go see the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. like, how did you find out about this movie? It, it was I just something like, that your classmates were yeah, talking about? Yeah, I feel about? like it was part of the orientation for, like, kindergarten. Like, hey, you got to know... <laughs> 
Here's your kindergarten starter pack. Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. But I, I, I don't remember seeing, I mean, we didn't have cable till like 07, the summer, sweet summer of 07. Uh, yeah. So we didn't really get to watch it that much, the show. Yeah. Uh, except apart from at school in the teacher's lounge. Uh, but I had the movie. I don't know why. I guess I, it was just a, may have gone over to a friend's house maybe and seen it. I, I don't think so. This is just one that I acquired through osmosis. I mean, as a kid, we've talked about it. There'd be movies that just looked interesting and we'd like ask for it. Yeah. For a birthday or something like that. Or we just buy it with money we've saved up from chores. Like, yeah. There wasn't too much much 3D animation going on at the time. Just Mm. Pixar. And uh, it really does have like a killer movie poster. Yeah, Uh, it, it actually is pretty cool. The poster was cool. There wasn't too much 3D animation in our day, and that was like the new thing. Even though, like, I could go without some of it these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, do you think the animation holds up at all? Because it's 2001 experimental 3D animation. I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't I don't look at it and be like, oh, this hurts my eyes. It's so bad or anything like that. It's just right. like it looks like I don't know. It's one of those things with art and different me of different mediums. They're usually of a time. And so this definitely looks like, oh, early 2000s. Uh, computer animated, you know, style. I kind of thought yeah. it, like, it kind of looked a little Veggie Tales ish. I was just thinking that I, I wrote that down. Yeah, I was like. This is VeggieTales if VeggieTales were humans. This is one of those movies where I'm like, I really hope my kid likes this movie and isn't bored with it. Hmm. I hope this isn't like a black and white movie for us, for my kids. (laughs) You know, because, I mean, it it does seem a little weird. with That PS1 graphics. (laughs) Not really. It's a lot better than that. Uh, (laughs) Tell me why Jimmy's hometown looks like a straight up Fortnite map. (laughs) <laughs> i love the name retroville retroville and also i want to go to retroland the theme park oh it's a cool theme park for sure all those rides oh any any time a movie has like a theme park in it i'm sold i i guess especially like in animated movies yeah. um there's one specifically i'm thinking of which is a very it's a very random Example, there was like a Tiny Toons movie. Oh, what, did it, what was it called? It was like a summer vacation movie. Summer vacation. Yeah, it was Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Vacation. And like, the, it's like a, it's kind of a parody of like the vacation movie where like the whole family's going to Wally World. Or in this case, Happy World. But it's just like an animated movie and they're like trying to get there. And like, I guess specifically at what I'm getting at is... Like when animated movies come up with like fake rides that you would see that like yeah. look totally ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. Or like, I mean, this isn't animated, but like the Drake and Josh roller coaster that they waited in line for the whole episode. That was yeah. a good one. Okay. I'm picturing a scene where a family goes to a theme park. And the kid wants to go on a like roller coaster or a ride, but like they think it's going to be too. It's going to be too much, like it's going to 
like they're going to get sick or they're going to be too scared. And they decide and like the parents say not to go on it, but they go on it anyways. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything like this? This might be that Tiny Toons adventure thing that I'm thinking of. I don't know. Um, Are you thinking of Arthur's Perfect Christmas? It may be that. That's probably exactly what it is. Really? May, did they have like... It was only, like at a mall. Okay, no. Mall ride, it. maybe. I don't know. This is driving me crazy. I googled, I googled like theme parks and kids movies, and one came up was Moron Mountain in Space Jam. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Didn't get a lot of Moron Mountain time, though. Yeah, I just like seeing like the animated theme parks and just the wild, ridiculous rides that are there that defy physics and are like way too crazy. I, I can see why you feel nostalgic about that since we both grew up in Florida and we both have worked at theme parks. It's true. So much so that we've recently been looking up on Spotify playlists of like the background that music they play <laughs> at Bush Gardens. Dude, you'd think that would be super weird, but the Disney fans do that too. There's just Bush Gardens fans. There are literally dozens of us. Um <laughs> Maybe I want to listen to a little bit of Morocco Land music, yeah. you know? Arabian Lounge Volume 2. It's so you know? good. There's some good tracks on there. I mean, the music slaps. I mean, I hated it half the time when I was working there, but that's because I had to listen to it eight hours a day. But, oh, man. It just scratched it. When you played that one, one of the songs that I used to work in, mm-hmm. it just, like, scratched my brain. Huge burst of nostalgia, just like this movie. I just thought of another detail of the scene that I can't think of that's driving me crazy. I'm pretty sure, okay. like, there was barf bags involved. It might be Arthur. Like, I can picture, like, Buster saying something about, you're going to need a barf bag or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's what it was. And, like, DW was, like, telling him not to go or something. Like, he was supposed to be watching Wonderworld. That's what it was called. Is that what it was? It was Arthur? Oh, yeah. The Hurl-A-Whirl. Hurl-A-Whirl. That's it. Two orange tickets, please. Hands and arms inside all the time. And here. What are these? Motion sickness bags. Barf bags! Oh, we're gonna die! Let's pick our speed. Whirl, twirl, blend, whip, liquefy. Liquefy! It wasn't Arthur's Perfect Christmas, probably. It was just a specific episode. DW's Imaginary <laughs> Friend. I think that was the one, maybe. that That's the one that I, I would have seen, yeah. That's like a season one episode, is what it says. Dude, speaking of Arthur, the TV show, <laughs> this is a weird tangent. But today, I was working on ice cream uh, signage for grocery stores. So July is National Ice Cream Month, if you didn't know. And I was I was building up a sign... And uh, I was, on one of the stanchion signs I was doing, I started to do one of those classic like cartoon ice cream cones mm-hmm. with like 30 scoops of ice cream on it. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember the PBS website, the Arthur section, where there was like Arthur-themed uh, games. And oh, it was no. like Buster's Ice Cream Shop. <laughs> and he would like stack as many as he could 
and at the sugar bowl like, at the sugar bowl oh man and I love Arthur. you could like stack as many as you want or and give like gross like toppings on it to the people that wanted gross toppings it was it was really cool and <laughs> i was like i just made an arthur themed sign for our actual store did he do that on the show like put weird toppings on the ice cream like I don't think or like so. weird combinations. Maybe so. Maybe I am thinking of the game. Then maybe I did see you play it because yeah, I kind of remember that. Anyways, I guess we should do an Arthur episode if we have so much to talk about. We could, we could, we could Arthur's special Christmas this coming Christmas, the perfect Christmas. Yeah, maybe a Christmas special. All right. Anyways, uh, we have covered so many franchises other than Jimmy Neutron already. Maybe we should get back on topic. So my memory of this movie is I somehow you finding out about it, getting the DVD and us watching it. And my impression, like I fully expected this to be, oh, like this is going to be a kid's movie. I don't really know if I'm going to care about this. And I just remember being surprised at like how much I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and like just thought it was genuinely funny. Uh, especially the stuff like early on in the movie um the first half i think i i think i definitely like more when they're just mm-hmm. it's just in the town going on adventures in town not like you know with weird aliens in space dude do i have this tv show for you because <laughs> if you like only dude, the first tell me half, tell me that's all the show is yeah um and you know, we mentioned we didn't have cable, so like we wouldn't have known if this was a TV show before the movie came out anyway. Yeah. But yeah, since we didn't know, it was just like I just assumed it wasn't until years later that I found out, oh, the shoot the show was like after the movie came out. Yeah. Which when you think of it is a pretty genius way of doing it, because like if you get the movie greenlit, then you can spend all the time and the money like developing you know, all the digital assets for the town and all the characters, and you've got all that in place. And then if it's a hit, you know, okay, you just keep using it and make a TV show. Perfect. You know, it's like a very expensive pilot episode. (laughs) Yeah. That won an Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) I I wanted to talk about that actually just a little bit. Okay. It, It didn't, it didn't win an Oscar. It was nominated though. That's, that's right. Um, do you know, I mean, this was 2001. So do you know what, what won that year? Ice Age. Did not. Ah. What won? Um, <clears throat> oh, Monsters, Inc. Nope. What? Nope. Wait, no, we've covered this movie. No, no, we haven't. Um, the winner, so t- in 2001, three movies were nominated, including the one we're covering today, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Yeah. The other nomination was Monsters, Inc., but yeah. the winner was Shrek. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm happy with any of these movies winning. Yeah, they're all good. I think, to this date, this is the only Nickelodeon movie that's ever been nominated for an Oscar, though. (laughs) Not Shredder Man Rules? Uh, That one should have been. Bubba's Busted, Shredder Man Rules. But um, this was the first year, also, that they had this category in the Oscars for an animated feature. 2001 was, like, the first year, so... That was kind of a groundbreaking new category. And there's like 
people that are in animation, there's kind of some like controversy. People that are in people that are in animation, you know, there's kind of some controversy about having a category just in general because they're like, there shouldn't be a distinction between, you know, a live action movie and an animated. Like it, it should just be if it's a good animated movie, it should be nominated for best picture. It shouldn't be yeah. oh best animated picture. You know what I mean? I mean, is animation, it's whether you treat it as animation is a genre or animation is a medium. Right, yeah. That's where you can go wrong, as if it, if you consider it a genre. Yeah, that's much more succinctly said than what I was saying. <laughs> um, on, the, on the other side, though, like the pros of having this category is... It encourages more animated projects mm-hmm. because they, they can get recognition. And, you know, if you get, you know, a, not a nomination, there's more awareness of the of animation. It can improve like box office also if there's a big interest in animated movies. So, yeah, you know, they can make more money and that could be good for for the genre of animation. Maybe not so much for the medium. So I don't know. There's kind of this push and pull, but. 2001, though, was the first year that they introduced the category, the animated best animated feature, and Jimmy Neutron, of all movies, was nominated. Fair enough. Uh, Ice Age was nominated the next year, because that was 2002. You're right. Okay. Um, also, this is just a side note. I'm looking at Wikipedia for the Jimmy Neutron movie. And for some reason, I guess the official release date in the States was December 21st. But if you lived in India, you got to see this June 22nd for some reason, like six hey, months earlier. Happy birthday, Dad, if he was in India. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. I just feel like the movie wouldn't have been done by then. Like if they had a release date for December, they'd still be working on it in June. Because December is a weird time for that to be. It's very much a summer movie. It's a I summer mean, movie. It it definitely has vibes of like either like the start of the school year or like the end of the school year, and I can't really yeah. tell. And it has summer vibes because it seems like, you know, the kids are like there's no parents, so the kids are going crazy. Yeah, they're in charge. They're doing they're having fun. They're doing all the stuff they never would have done. It's the only time of year where the kids are in charge is the yeah. summer. Right. They have control over their lives. I do have one memory about this movie where it was when I was at FCA. It was my first year, I think in like fourth grade, you could start playing sports. Mm -hmm. And I was on the basketball team. And I was riding to one of our games after school with my friend Matt. And his sister and his stepmom was driving us to the game. And they were playing. I think his sister had the Jimmy Neutron soundtrack. Ooh. And we like listened to the soundtrack like on the way to the game. And I always remember that. It's a kid, baby. Baby. It's a kid, baby. 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 It's a kid, baby. 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 It's a kid, baby. Ow. Ow. Oh, you stuck on repeat? So, yeah, uh, the CD was scratched. Oh, okay. Okay. Leave it up to me. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I remember like talking to to my friend Matt and like ask him, I was like, Oh, it's like, did you like that movie? And he's like, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was pretty funny. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's what I thought too. 
And I was like, my, all my <laughs> opinions, all the opinions about the movie, I was like, were totally affirmed because I was this nervous. Is a safe space. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Because I thought it was going to be a kid's movie and I ended up liking it. And I was just like, I didn't, I think I was like, I was kind of nervous about saying like, oh, I saw it. It was, it was funny, right? You know, like trying to see what he thought mm-hmm. about it. He's like, yeah, it was funny. I liked it. And I was like, okay, Matt thinks it's cool. It's a cool movie. Hey, Neutron. Nice job. Thanks. The other, the other memory I have of this movie is after it came out and we watched it a bunch, you started getting into the show. And even though we had this movie on DVD, shortly thereafter, you got on VHS the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Yes, I did. And, I and you watched that quite a bit as I well. Did. And it was truly annoying. It was my, my only like access to Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. This is like years later because I don't think Fairly Odd Parents was as old as Jimmy Neutron. It's about the same. It was on the same time. It was probably like 04, 05. Uh, so I think Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was actually my last ever VHS tape that I bought. Yeah. And I honestly, probably first because I never, I did not buy a lot. I, I didn't have a lot of money as a five year old. So I didn't really get that many VHS tapes around the yeah. edge of extinction. Extinction. <laughs> but I remember that one being my last one that I got. I don't remember this. I just get the vibe that like you probably asked for it and mom's like, if you want it, you got to spend your own money on it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? She's like, I don't see any value in this. This looks so dumb. <laughs> if you want this, fine. But you can spend your own money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Sorry, I, I see uh, baked beans, uh, ground beef, uh, broccoli. Uh, I do not see on the grocery list Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Uh, <clears throat> Fairly Odd Parents actually started in '01. Really? So it's it's the same era. I knew it was on at the same time. Okay, yeah. okay. but the, well, the power, we just didn't the, have cable, so we didn't know about right. it. Yeah, the crossover was later though, ap- after a few seasons. So that was probably like 2004, like you were saying. Okay. They can mean only one thing. Fairy Parents. <laughs> I get, I get the same like kind of vibes that teacher like trying to prove that there's that he's using like fairy godparents and Incredibles. and the incredibles teacher like <laughs> trying to prove that like dash is messing with him coincidence i think, I think not oh i wanted to bring up the the power hour though because it got me thinking about like tv crossovers okay like what are the most memorable crossover episodes that's the sweet life of hannah montana yep Got that one written down. That's the only one. <laughs> when I think of a crossover, I think of something a lot older, but I watched a lot and I don't even Oh, remember. Beverly Hillbillies. That was a good one. Uh, okay, I wrote down a few. Here's the ones that I wrote down. Um, I mean, there's been a lot more, but these were like ones relevant to us. There's the Sweet Life, That's So Raven, Hannah Montana crossover. You got to say it right. That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. There we go. Okay. There was a Full House and Family Matters crossover episode with Urkel. Okay. Um, what you just mentioned, 
which was like older shows, Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, Petticoat Junction. There was actually, there's actually a couple crossovers. There's the Christmas one that we had on tape. There's also a Thanksgiving one. Oh, and I don't, I may have seen that one, but, um, anyways, and then (laughs) there's the Gilligan's Island episode of ALF. (laughs) Do you remember that? Whoa! He has like a dream and like he's building a lagoon in the back backyard and it's like all the cast of, and they all look so much older. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's the eighties. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah well, that's a good ep- i'm i want to i want i would love to watch that again um the number one that i wrote down though um as one that is like the cl- it's like a classic animated crossover is the jetsons meet meets the flintstones that is a classic right there i remember watching that one a lot um we had some of these there's there's three like animated movies like Hanna-Barbera type Looney Tunes cartoons that we had uh, that we had recorded mm-hmm. on tape. Jetsons meets the Flintstones was one. The Yogi Bear Great Escape. Watch oh, that yeah. one all the time. And then oh, the yeah. other one was um, uh, Looney like Looney Tunes like Fantasy Island one with Daffy Duck. Yes. Those were like the big three that I watched a lot. Uh, Quick Draw McGraw. Forget about that one. Yeah, but these we had episodes of that. These were like oh, okay. specials. They were like okay. an hour long or more. I see what you mean now. And then up there with all these is the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, of course. Probably the king of all crossovers, I'd say. Apparently there was three, three of them. Of them. Whoa. Yeah. We said that at the same time. <laughs> we said at the same time. Oh, sorry. Time. Look. Oh, what? Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Bananas. bananas what <laughs> what <laughs> he gave me the hand gesture and i knew what he was gonna say what hand gesture the jazz hands only me and you can know that oh we have twin telepathy so jeremy this this movie is about a boy genius specifically here's the plot Summary. An yes. eight-year-old boy genius and his friends must rescue their parents <clears throat> after the adults are all abducted by aliens. Okay. Yes. So one of the things that this movie has, obviously with him being a genius, is he's like an inventor. He's a scientist. He's got all these yes. gadgets that he's created. And I was curious if you ever had any like ideas for inventions or things that you made as a kid or wanted to make. Um. Yes, I do, but I don't have the patent on them quite yet. So you don't want to talk. And I don't want to disclose that information on <laughs> air. But it's the one that has to do with the car and the grocery store situation, if mm. you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, I had one when I was in first grade. I I told my teacher we had been doing a project, and I was like. We, you know, been cutting a lot of, making maybe some like crafts or something. We've been cutting a lot of like pieces of paper and that sort of thing. So I had a lot of like trash, and I felt like as I was doing it, I wasn't just like waiting to the end to just take it all to the trash. I kept making trips yeah. back and forth across the, <laughs> across, you know, across the room, the classroom to the trash can to like throw things away, and it's such an um, accountant thing to do. 
I guess so, yeah. I'm just OCD or something. But I remember my teacher coming up to me like later on as I not that she like noticed anything or anything like that, but um she just came up to me as I was working on the project and I I said to her like, "Oh, it would be really cool if we had a button on our desk that we pressed and like the trash can was like on like a track and it would just come to our desk and then we just throw it away and then it would go back to its spot. And I like, Mm -hmm. I told the teacher this and she was like, she, she was like, she thought it was like the greatest idea ever. Your prodigy in the history. Like she was like, that's such a good idea. You should do that. You have so much potential. Like, (laughs) and, and I was just like, okay. And then like later, she like, she told mom about it. All right, uh, I'm a little concerned with your son. <laughs> he seems to have this obsession with trash. <laughs> That's just what was in your head. Basically, really, she I mean, was like, all right, your kid is stupid. I remember thinking at the same time, she was like, kept going on about it, and I was just like, I mean, in the back of my head, I was like, I'm, I was just kind of making a joke. Like, it's more out yeah. of being lazy like than, than actually wanting to do this. But I remember after that, I was like, hmm. I started to picture it. And I was like, maybe I can make this thing. And I started to like imagine what it would be like. And I started to wonder, like, is that is that what my future is going to be? Like, am I going to be like, oh, wow. an inventor or something like this or come up with these ideas? And then like the idea quickly went away and I just moved on to other things. But went to recess. I, I, I didn't. I didn't do the math too well, so I just <laughs> guess that's not going to work out for me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I just remember it was like this, like. I just remember her She's like telling mom about it. You. Yeah, it was a great thing. I feel really like cool. I was kind of embarrassed about it. <laughs> I was like, why is she telling her about that? Chill. She said <laughs> I have potential. <laughs> Listen, lady, I'm just trying to throw my trash away in a, an efficient yeah. manner. I don't even remember what we were making, but anyways. Um, so if anyone okay. wants to to invent that, uh, it, all you need is a button on the desk and uh, a, a trash can that's going to move to your desk on some kind of track. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Okay. So I've been inspired to disclose my uh, invention out to everybody here on air. Uh, so, uh, what is what's the worst phrase to hear from your mother coming home, uh, as you've spent an entire Saturday watching TV and and whatnot? Those dishes better be done by the time I get home. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and then you hear her pull up. <laughs> no, uh, guys, I've got some groceries for y'all to pull in. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I always found it exhausting, uh, going from grocery store to packing the car with groceries to mm-hmm. unpacking the car with groceries and taking multiple trips in and out to put them up put the groceries up and i was like why can't you just take a car like a, a grocery store cart with you and then my other thought was yeah you could just steal one and tie it to the back of your car <laughs> and then i was like no 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 you gotta think better you're an inventor jeremy so i was like 
Okay, a collapsible shopping cart that you take in yourself that comes built in with your car. Hmm. You pull it out, the wheels drop like landing gear. All right, and then you've got your own personal foldable that turns into just a bin. So the wheels come up, but then at that point, it's just a bin, like a metal wire or a plastic wire bin uh, that you can keep your groceries in, and you just take it out of your car, and the wheels go, and you take your own shopping cart into the store, and then you just push it right back into the trunk, and then you're on your merry way. And then, after when you get home, you just pull it out, roll it into the house, and then take it out. Take it back to the car. Or just whatever. And I think that's the most efficient way to do groceries. So Good idea. Cuts down on plastic because you don't need to carry bags anymore. I just solved America's climate crisis as a second grader. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to save the world. But yeah, okay, so what was your favorite Jimmy Neutron contraption? either from the show or from the movie. I had a feeling you were going to ask me this, and I feel like the one, <laughs> the one thing, for whatever reason, that stood out to me, it's not the coolest one, mm-hmm. but it's the one that's like very practical. It was like he comes home from school, and he was like, eliminate school smell. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was just going to really? say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I would love to have that after going to Geno's and Bowling Green, Kentucky. Dude. So yeah. I don't smell like Geno's. <clears throat> the food is so good, but every time I leave, I'm like, I smell like Geno's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could have definitely used that. Eliminate school smell for uh, for Chick-fil-A when I worked mm-hmm. there. Oh, man. No, that's so practical, and I would do that all the time. Yeah. I also love the... Just He just forged himself a, a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> and an oyster. Oh, I'm just a coal miner, lump of coal, <laughs> but I'm gonna be a diamond someday. <laughs> and you know, I you know, it's been established on the podcast. I'm not the the world's <laughs> biggest <laughs> animal lover, but I yeah. I like Goddard. Goddard is legit. Yeah. Bark, bark. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, and of oh, course, like Goddard, not on the porch. Not, not in the porch, Goddard. Oh, <laughs> that was Christopher Walken. <laughs> Goddard, not on the porch. Not in the porch. <laughs> uh, no, Jimmy. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, James. Hugh. Anyways, uh, I remember one of Jimmy. If your friends were named Cliff, would you jump off them? Solid. We love we we love Hugh. He's the classic like sitcom bumbling buffoon of a dad. Yeah, um, they. <laughs> I think they were kind of making fun of it like that at the time. Uh, one of Dad's favorites uh, quotes was from him, and he would always quote it. And he was uh, uh anytime someone would burp, he'd be like, "Better in the attic than the basement." Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the quotes I've always remembered from this movie. Uh, this is my favorite teen movie. 
teen movie. <laughs> teen movie. These kids are in third grade, but it's my favorite teen movie. They got the classic high school party, trash in the high, like the college party, where they all have hangovers afterwards. I remember my first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wrote down, there's three, like, themes or elements in this movie that just make it a success for a kid's movie. The first, you've got no parents. Children's freedom. Yeah, so the, the kids are free to do what they want when they want. They go wild. Mm-hmm. The second is the futuristic, like, gadgets and devices. Yeah. You know, the inventions. And then on top of that, three, like, alien invasion. You put those elements together. It's a space movie. You got a, you got a classic kids movie. Like, everyone's going to It's like sci-fi, but for kids. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and talk about a good group of friends, too. Man. Yep. Carl and Sheen. Oh, great pals. What a perfect trio. You know, I was just thinking too, like that his friends are such like they're just good. They're good yeah. kids and they're not like <laughs> um they're not as smart as Jimmy, but I feel like they're better than Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz Jimmy's always getting himself into trouble cuz he's more power comes great responsibility. And he's like I mean, he is kind of like arrogant and knows he's smarter than other people. Yeah. And so that's I mean, that's part of the character flaws of trying to balance your intelligence with also just yeah. the realities of being a kid and learning these life lessons. But the boy or the genius, it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> I actually do think it was a great concept for, for kids our age, specifically because like there weren't a lot of shows, funny shows really about kids that really encouraged kids to study hard and, and do well in school. But I feel like this is one of those shows in franchises that did that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Like, what would Jimmy Neutron do? He inspired me to take a year's worth of college physics as a marketing major. (laughs) I I don't think this was in the movie. It may have been in one of the episodes because we watched a few. We watched some of the series. You've been watching it more than I have, but yeah, Uh, I know that um, Cindy like asks him in one of the early episodes, like, like, Jimmy, why don't you just leave us alone and go off to college already? You know? Yeah. And it's like, that is a legitimate question, though. Like, he why legit is he could? Why doesn't he just go to college? Okay. He's still like in like fourth grade with everyone else. Like, and that's yeah. highlighted that question in the movie by like, he's in class his first day or whatever. And Carl just leans over to him. It's like, hey, Jimmy, what is he a picture of a frog? <laughs> And Jimmy's just like, oh, that that's great, Carl. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, what are you making? And he's just like, oh, schematics of my new 2.0 Goddard, you know. And it's just like all it's these new fuel and... upgrade for my for Goddard. Yeah. Nothing special. No, <laughs> like, honestly, oh. dude, that frog picture goes hard. Yeah. I would get that as a tattoo, low key. <laughs> we love Carl Weezer. Carl Weezer. He reminds me of a lot of one of my friends growing up, Nathan Frost. Um, although Nathan Frost was a lot cooler than <laughs> uh, than Carl, but you know, he was super supportive and and stuff. He was he was really a good friend. Uh, Did he like llamas? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I had any friends like Sheen. I don't think I had any kids with ADHD. ADHD. 
Maybe I was the Sheen. I tried to be the Sheen. He was the he was the Sheen. <laughs> he was so funny. I'm being in the shower. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Go, go, go. Like, oh man. He always just reminded me of like Reese from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Just okay. that personality. Man. Whenever I sneeze, that looks like an invasive species too. <laughs> In that scene where the um, the parents have been like taken, and all the kids are going wild the next day, that that line you just said, like ah, I'm being in the shower. Yeah, there's another one, and I think of it any time I'm in this situation where it's just like I'm going up the down escalator. But if <laughs> yeah. you've ever been in that situation where you're like I'm walking going up up and down the escalator, <laughs> I've just always thought of Jimmy Neutron whenever that. Yeah. Whenever any time I've ever done that. On an escalator, period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, my clothes don't match. My clothes don't match. I'm out in public and my clothes don't match. <laughs> They're all great. Yeah. Um, we wanted to see who could eat the most cotton candy. <laughs> and I, I won! won. <laughs> oh, man. I, it hurts! <laughs> I scraped my knee. Somebody hold me. <laughs> I want my mommy too. Anyways, <laughs> a lot of uh, quotes going on in this episode, and I'm sorry. And also, you're welcome. So Then there's the teacher. Carl! Would you please share with us your show and tell? Oh, um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, fun fact, she's the only adult in this universe that wasn't abducted by aliens. I guess because she was tiny at the time, fighting a... She had her own side quest, fighting the yeah, worm she, and the apple. She had to fight that worm from Dune. <laughs> yeah. My favorite invention is not the smell that... You could take that one. My favorite invention is the bouncy bubble, bubble gum, bubble travel Ooh. ball. Okay, yeah. Um... Uh, Mainly just from a taste standpoint. I bet that just tastes so electric. Best animated foods. The gum. Is the that gum. That's classic. Uh, purple Flurp. Oh! I want Purple yeah. Flurp so bad. Uh, Man, the, the product placement in this movie was all over the place. Product. I mean, the Purple Flurp, yeah. man. If that had been real. Dude, why don't they come out with Purple Flurp? They should. They should at least sell it. I like there's jimmy soda like the guaranteed one burp per sip yeah so i always just thought that was purple flirt yeah i don't know what's the difference i feel like all carbonated drinks are like that pretty much i feel like that's one of the like the easier inventions he's made he just took a can of purple flirt and put it in the soda stream a little extra long <laughs> maybe but yeah that gumball that's it man what about the very end of the movie when, like, Ublar's floating in space? Oh, when he turns into an egg? Yes. And he gets turned into an egg. Kind of, like, like green, green egg. eggs and ham. Kind of wanted to have that. <laughs> uh, but the eggs and bacon at the beginning with the toast, classic. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Purple Flirt, I just wanted to shout out to one of my childhood memories. Shout out to a, a listener and actually, like, unofficial fact checker of the podcast, uh, Brandon Gunn. Because he always, in my childhood, he was the number one burper in our friend group. 
He could always just drink a Mountain Dew Code Red and just just burp as loud as you possibly could imagine. And it was it was so impressive. So props to him. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Gunn's burps. Brandon Gunn, we salute you. <laughs> if you could like send a like a voice me- oh, like a voice memo of your burp, we'll post it on on, on our story. <laughs> or or just anybody, any of the listeners, yeah. send us your burps. We'll play it on the show. That might get pretty gross pretty quickly. Just like a, a fifty-two page long story of just burps, and we'll tag them. We can play a game. We'll send it in anonymously, and then we'll guess who it belongs to. Dude, best purple flirt burp contest. <laughs> I'll do it only if we do a trigger warning at the beginning of the stories. <laughs> trigger warning burp, because I know some people don't like burps, but yeah. I don't think anyone's going to send us any. Okay, but if you do, come on. <laughs> they know they can't beat Brandon Gunn anyways, so. Mm. Ah, I'm so entertained. There's not, a, there's not an unexciting portion of this movie. It is a bop through and through. When I was looking up a clip for the last episode of what we we're going to talk about this week, I was looking up clips of Jimmy Neutron and I was I pulled up the clip of like them all like taking off in the spaceships. Yeah. It looked in the amusement rides that have been converted into spaceships, yes. like go blasting off into space. Kids in America song playing. And just like man, that was so, that like instantly made me like I can't wait to rewatch yeah. this movie. I was like it was such a cool scene. It's so good we watched it twice. Like, like we watched the whole thing twice. <laughs> But I always thought that's like when I think of this movie, I always think of that, like them needing to go to space and them like converting all those like crazy, wacky amusement park rides into like spaceships. And somehow they don't need to like. They can just breathe in space like it's an open cockpit. Also, these guys are just like (laughs) these kids are just riding in the same theme park rides for hours at a time. Not only are they moving, the rides are going as well. Exactly. I, you can't ride a roller coaster for more than 30 minutes without getting sick, I'm sure. Especially if your head is spinning. <laughs> I yeah, like the like the roller coaster, it's like it's been brought to life somehow and it's like yeah. moving on its own and spinning. And it's like it's not like someone's driving it. It's just doing that on its own. Okay. It's not on a track. Counter question. Uh if okay. you had to drive, if you had to take this road trip all the way to the Yolkians planet, uh, which amusement park ride would you take? I mean, Jimmy's is just an easy, like, it's just a classic rocket. He's taking that one. You can't do that To yourself. Okay, so if I can't do that, I feel like the most basic one is probably the Ferris wheel. Bro, you are not a Ferris wheel guy. That would be the one that I would do long, like, on a long road trip. Okay. I would not be in the one that's got a harness to this guy's head <laughs> and he's just Jimmy, spinning around. Do you think we could switch? You know, it's like, how is that even a ride? <laughs> <laughs> like a neck brace. You, get, you walk off yeah. like three inches taller at the end of it. <laughs> I always thought the octopus was really cool, but that's a spinning one. Um, 
That's a cool Sheen's one, yeah. like General Grievous mobile is awesome. Okay. The camel, yeah. super lame. Uh the ship. I'm riding the ship over the Ferris wheel. Easy. Did the um the eyeballs from like the little eyeball sky ride? Yeah, the eyeballs are dope. I would pr- that's like an escape pod from Star Wars. Yeah. That one's dope. Those were cool. I don't feel like I feel like that would get very compact really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't drive in that one. There's a hamburger one. <laughs> the roller coaster one's pretty cool. Yeah. But I think if I had to choose one I mean, if you're in Cindy's, you get to drill through an asteroid. That's pretty dope. I'm surprised none of us have said the uh, Carl's Butterfly ride. Nobody wants Carl's Butterfly. I couldn't even get off the road. <laughs> what did What did Shane have? He had one of the bat ones, right? Shane? Yeah, Shane. Sh- the cool kid? That's not his name. Shane. Why did I say Shane? Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick <laughs> had the bat. That was dope. But it's also kind of boring as well, you know? Yeah. you got to have some type of personality. Yeah. I really can't choose which one I would do. Because you got to have one that's like Sorry. you're driving it. Otherwise, it's going to be bored. Yeah. Boring. See, the roller coaster one. That one sounds like it's fun. Would, it will, it'd be fun. But it would also, like, if there's no track, you literally have no idea what it's, where it's going or what it's yeah. going to do. So you could just be like, it could just be going straight, and then all of a sudden it just does a barrel roll, and you go upside down. Right. You know, but most of the time it just looked like it was going over hills, like up and down, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I think I might be going Sheen's General Grievous Mobile. But that has nothing special to it either. If we get to switch, I'm riding the octopus for sure. That one always <laughs> stood out to me. This is a hard decision. Yeah. I might just have to stay back. I mean, this was an overnight trip too, like... I, I, I'm assuming they camped out on the moon the first night. I don't know if that was the moon. It, or it's just it, a different yeah, planet. it was just like an asteroid or something. Mm-hmm. It was really small. And then the next morning, you see them flying past Saturn. Yeah. So they were way out there. I, I've all, I did always like that line when they were working on the rides. And Sheen asked him a question. He's like, come on, Sheen. It's not rocket science. Well, well actually, it is <laughs> rocket science. Yeah. Another quote that I I've always liked was whenever they're there uh Jimmy's explaining to like the group like the chances of success of like these rides working and everything. He's like, "Oh, it's nine, 95%." And Nick's like, hey. "What about the other 5%?" And Jimmy says, "We blow up." <laughs> but just a little. Just a little. It's just a little blow up. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've never gotten a 95 in my life. I did like that. I remember thinking as a kid, it was really funny that like, for whatever reason, they have like abduct all the parents. And I guess because they're going to like sacrifice them to their chicken god or something in space. But they're going to all have to do the chicken dance. Yeah. (laughs) This is my first (laughs) exposure to the chicken dance. It it really really is. Um, But then I realized like, oh, this is a big thing. I mean, Jonathan, this movie came out when I was like three. I mean, I'm trying to. I mean, I wouldn't even know what. What was my first exposure to the chicken dance? <laughs> it's like this has to be it. I feel like I had to have known about it before I saw this movie, but I don't remember where. Yeah. You may have. 
Not me. <laughs> Actually, I invented the chicken dance. No, Carl's dad invented the chicken dance. No, nah, he actually dances like that. <laughs> First thing when we get back, Carl, we're going dancing. Da 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 and not because yeah. people like make like people genuinely like him and think he's funny, yeah. but he's just he's got some of the best jokes. Just, I mean, it's yeah. great. Uh, I mean, there he's everyone's obsessed with his voice. So there's like YouTube covers mm-hmm. of Carl Weezer sings. Uh, I don't know. Weezer. I've seen like Carl Weezer sings Weezer on yeah. like YouTube. That's <laughs> so Jimmy. Or like what? <laughs> Carl Weezer sings Creed. <laughs> it's so good. I bet there's so many AI oh, things. Especially yeah. now, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's obsessed with like he loves Jimmy's mom. Mm-hmm. And then the <laughs> the classic croissant meme. Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? That's from the show. Of course. <laughs> uh do you remember the show at all? Like what was your favorite episode? Uh, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. I just, there's certain things that I remember about the show, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch it a lot. I just remember watching it sometimes like at school, after school, like in the teacher's lounge. Yeah. (laughs) If we had, uh, if we were able to watch TV or whatever, I remember that being on. Do you have a favorite? Um, I haven't, I know. I know this one isn't my favorite, but it's very it's worth noting because it was really cool. Um the candy episode mm-hmm. where he like concocted the perfect candy ahead, like sour and sweet and nutty and chocolatey and mm. fruity and and electric or you know, stuff like that. And he like turned the whole town into like drug addicts. <laughs> um I mean there's a bunch of them that are so good, but I, I I'll have to watch the rest of the show to be reminded of my favorite episode, which seems like it was on for years. But as I mentioned, like earlier on in the episode, like I I do like the stuff that's just tradition, like them on the in the town, those adventures yeah. and that stuff that's going on at the like the first half of the movie, a little bit better than like the space stuff. I kind of get it. Like that's the you need that's a big event. It's a movie, mm-hmm. you know. And there's good moments in the second half, but I feel like I find myself laughing a lot, a lot more like the first yeah. half. And so when I like, I, that's what I enjoy about the show is it's not as like sci-fi in the terms of, well, it's still sci, it's sci, kids sci-fi yeah. show, but it's like, it's not in like in space and aliens and that sort of stuff as much. Yeah. No, the first half is definitely a good part. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like, it, I mean, this is a comfort movie for me. Yeah. And it really brought me to like a great place. Brought me back to a great place, I'd say. Uh let's talk about obviously the soundtrack is dope, but even more important were the two music videos attached onto the DVD. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. Aaron Carter, rest in peace, as of last year. Uh his 
ultimate hit, uh, Leave It Up To Me. Uh, and then the other one was the girl song. There's the boy song and the, the girl song. The girl song was right, Kids yeah. in America. We're the kids in America. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> I just want to say. By a group called No, no Secrets. Secrets. That music video. <laughs> that was one of the first, like, <laughs> man. Ah. Okay, so a couple, a while ago, we were on Jesse's podcast. Uh, talking about like our films that we grew up on and like a bunch of random questions about uh, like films to be buried with basically. Um, and all the time I regret some of my answers because I'm like, that wasn't it. This is it. Uh, and this is like, this was like one of the first awakenings I had like that right there. That's a girl right there. And I'm light years away from puberty, so I don't like girls yet. But when I do, this music video. What was the the question that he asked was like, what was your first like movie crush? Movie or something crush like that? or like, yeah, first thing on screen where you just realized, oh, that's a woman. Stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. watching that music video with. Our older brother Justin, who was in high school at the same time as us, as this movie. So you're wa- you're watching the music video. With yes, Justin. just I remember Justin pointing out. He was like, "That girl's hot." <laughs> Not to like <laughs> call him out or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. Yeah, there. That's a girl. <laughs> but yeah, that was th- th- that I music video that. was was an awakening for me. I would say. As like a young eighth grader, not eighth grader, eight year old. But the Aaron Carter one, dude. Okay, leave it up to me. That music video. That's crazy. I miss the days when the movies would like have the music videos attached to them. Like, like, yeah, at the end of the credits or like, yeah, in the bonus features. I, I mean, I. I just always thought like that was funny. The um, if you've seen the music video, <laughs> the way like I guess Aaron Carter's like in like this museum tour mm-hmm. group or something like that. He like sneaks away from him and he sees the secret door and he just like looks directly at the camera and is like, "Follow me," you know? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna break the rules and like I'm gonna turn into in a PS One then... version of Aaron Carter. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's good. If you haven't seen it, I no, I remember. I remember seeing it and thinking it was cool. It's pretty cool, and it's a hype. It, it's real hype, I'd say. As as cool as it could be for like not being Nick Carter, you know. It's like, oh, it's his little brother. Sure. But okay. But also, like, this is a kid. This is an elementary school movie. This is this is the movie for the younger brothers. <laughs> there's a line. There's a line. Um, when they tell Jimmy, when the parents tell Jimmy he can't go to Retroland. Yeah. And the parents are talking on the couch. I didn't catch it until you laughed at it on the second watch, where Hugh was like telling his wife, like, "Oh, one time I couldn't go to my friend's bachelor party, but I just snuck out. <laughs> I was grounded once too. My parents would let me go to my friend's bachelor party, and yeah, well, I snuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> wait a minute, are you, was this when he was a kid? Yeah, that's when he was an adult. <laughs> he was grounded." <laughs> <laughs> or was he was an adult? Yeah. 
It's just one of those things that you like hear it and you like kind of laugh, but you're like, wait a minute, what did you say? Like, what? What? Uh, two observations before we wrap up because it's about that time. Number one, Goddard is the greatest Star Wars droid that money could buy. I disagree, but I get where you're coming from. He's more useful than most of the droids in Star Wars. He gives good options, you know. It's like, what should I do in this situation? He talks to you. One of the options, one of the options might be get Goddard a female poodle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good option. Sneak out. And then the second is, what did they do with all the carnival rides, the music, the theme park rides afterwards? Did they return it to Retroland? Did they de- <laughs> disassemble them? I know of one of the items because i noticed in the tv show jimmy still uses that rocket so mm-hmm. <laughs> jimmy uses the rocket in the show and i'm just assuming that he stole it and he never returned it to the carnival no but he, he had the rocket at the beginning of the movie that's his rocket he built it right mm-hmm. that's not one that he, it that was, was a different ride rocket. that he retrofitted because no he was so attached he, he was the attached. one he had at the beginning I don't know. I thought that was more of like a trash can looking one. Because he he I was attached he to it. the like to, to the ride thing when he took off. Well, I I I think that uh they probably just left it there. <laughs> they just took the chicken chips back. Yeah. So now the town is owes that amusement park millions of dollars yeah. are stolen. <laughs> the town just is going to have to work to pay that off. I guess they called it even because they had their lives saved. My only question is, where was Ultra Lord in this? Ultra he could have saved the day. Ultra Dad! Dude. Ultra Son. I kind of want the reunion. <laughs> the reunion of Sheen and his dad <laughs> was... <laughs> Big, good. That, that's a good father-son bond. Um, yeah. I want Sheen's Ultra Lord shirt. I've that that shirt goes so hard. That's some good merch. I would. I bet I could find that on Etsy. That's probably online yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, any other uh, observations, Jeremy? Before we wrap Not it up, necessarily. I think uh, we're gonna leave it right where it is, in the center of our hearts. This is my comfort movie. It was on the rotation, a lot. This is like my personal default vault. So what letterbox score would you give this movie? I'm giving it a 4.5. 4.5. There's not a dull moment in the in the in the whole entire movie. It's got great acting. It's got good animation for what it was. Uh mm-hmm. and a great concept. And it just makes me, yeah. it gives me a good warm feeling inside. Not even warm, just like excited for summer. It, it's just between this and Recess Schools Out has like the perfect like epitome of childhood. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's super funny. It's a yeah. four out of, 4.5 out of 5 for me. Wow. That's pretty high. I, 
I I've been struggling between a three and a half and a four. Okay. I think I'm gonna go three and That's a fine. half because for me we can't agree on all all the movies. That's for sure. No, yeah. Um. And that's that's mainly because I don't connect as much with the second half of the movie. Yeah. Um, I want to give I would give the first half of this movie a four and a half easy. <laughs> when it gets to the the later stuff, I like I said, I don't connect with it as yeah. much. And it's still good, but it's it's not as funny to me. Um, but like I said, when I was watching clips of this, like before we even rewatched it, I was like, I can't wait to watch this yeah. movie because I was really excited for it. I was actually surprised at how nostalgic I was yeah. for it. I figured you would be too, but yeah, I'm going to go three and a half out of five. Sweet. And, uh, it's a solid, it's a solid rewatch. <laughs> if you get a chance to watch it and look up the show, watch some old episodes of the show. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, well that, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, the only question left now is, what was your favorite inside quote, listener, of this movie? Is there is there a quote that we missed that you love? Uh, let us know on Instagram at Inside Quotes Cast. Yeah, and if you haven't followed us on Instagram, go ahead and do that, and let us know if there's any movies you want us to cover on the show. All right. Well, uh, this week it was my turn, so next week you're gonna have to choose one for your turn. So uh, why don't you give us a hint? Well, I think Carl Weezer would be a big fan of the movie we're covering next. And we're going to have a special guest next time, so stay tuned. Here's a clip. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Are you okay? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm all right. Good. That's for going back on your promise. Yeah. That's for kidnapping me and taking me to your village, which I'm still going to destroy, by the way. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Why did I risk my life for a selfish brat like you? I was always taught that there was some good in everyone, but oh, you proved me wrong. Oh, boo-hoo. Now I feel really bad. Bad llama. I could have let you die out there in that jungle, and then all my problems would be over. Well, that makes you ugly and stupid. Let's end this. Ladies first. All right, our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at groovybridge. And our music was done by Alex Berg. And we would love it if you left us a five-star review. And if you do, we promise to read it on the show. But more importantly, five stars, and we'll give you a lifetime supply of Purple Ooh. Flirt. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed us talking about our childhood staples just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Also, if you like the show... Get a tattoo of the logo on your right arm. That's that's where all the fans are putting it. That's pretty it. dope, actually. Or, or just share the show with a friend. Either or. We'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Until next time, just remember, Ultralord is not afraid of chickens. He is not afraid. Okay, he might actually be a little bit afraid of chickens. Got a blast.